Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee, because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us fill you up. Hi, Jackie. Good morning, Dee. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good, thank you. I am ready for a conversation about listening. Ready to listen. Me too. I've, I've got my coffee ready to talk about this really, really important, essential topic. Mm, yeah, listening. Um, I'm curious. I'd love to know, for, in your opinion, what is so essential about listening? Well, I think it's, first of all, what I know about listening is it is the highest honor you could bestow on anyone. Mm. I think that every relationship thrives when, uh, you know, each person is heard. And I know that it is, it's human nature to want, to desire to be heard and understood. Listening, and today we're going to talk about listening fully and how to do that is, you know, is guaranteed to um, amp up the, the quality of the relationships that you're in. Yes. Love that. So true. It touches on a couple just really core human needs that we have, as you said, to be listened to, to feel connected with someone, to feel validated by someone. It is the highest honor. Um, I read an article recently that was titled, Listening is Love. And it was really, really cool. Actually, I wonder if I can find it and put it in the show notes. But it's like that, the essence of it, real listening, giving someone your full attention is love. Yes. So I thought that was a neat perspective. Yeah, no, I agree fully. And, you know, you talked about it and we've heard Brene Brown talk about this and a lot of um, neuroscience research. I mean, we are wired to connect and the, the listening, that honor that you bestow on someone else when you are truly fully listening to them, there's like nothing like it. And, you know, I, I know sometimes when I, when someone's fully listening to me, I'm shocked. Like, I actually have their full attention. Like, I'm, I'm almost pinching myself like, wow, they're really listening to what I'm, what I'm yeah. saying. So, um, yeah. yeah, and it just, it helps you feel understood. And bottom line is, it helps you feel connected. Both the listener and the one who's being listened to feel the connection. Yeah, beautiful. And let's just all say a prayer for our current generations of middle schoolers and teens who, oh boy, you talked about somebody really listening and not just their full focus is on me. I don't know if they do that anymore. <laughs> I don't know if that's still done today in our in our young kids. You know, and also just a shout out to the parents and the teachers. Like, are you really listening to your middle schoolers? Are you really listening? Yeah. You know, when you're busy, when you're trying to get out the door, are you listening fully to your children? You know, are you listening fully to your coworker? Are you listening fully to the person that reports to you or that you report to? Are you listening fully to your spouse? Like, probably not. Oh, gosh, all of a sudden I feel like a terrible listener. <laughs> <laughs> right? Guilty. You know, we, we have been trained to listen. As coaches, we've been really trained to listen. And what we want to share today is how to, to teach everybody how to do yeah. that and how to really um, significantly um, change positively change the relationships you're in by honoring the other with the, the truth of listening and, and you'll feel yeah. it. Yeah. So 
you mentioned the term listening fully a couple of times. And let's talk about that. So we learned in coach training that we listen at different levels. And level one listening, which is, I think, our default, it's kind of where our brains take us when we're listening, is more of an internal listening. You know, my awareness is more on myself, on my, you know, my feeling, my reaction about what's being said, what does it mean to me. Um, and level two listening is more of a focused listening. My awareness is fully on you. I'm present to the conversation. I'm out of my own inner chatter. So my awareness has shifted from me to the other. And listening not only to the words that are being spoken, but also just an awareness of the person watching and um, listening to body language, energy, tone, mood. You know, we can often pick up emotions that someone may be feeling when we're listening in a more focused way. I actually wanted to share, I thought this would be a great little piece of background of why do we tend to default to level one listening, to more of an internal listening, if level two is a better way to listen. Level two is what we were calling listening fully, and, you know, basically that's, what did you say? You know, I said listening is love. You said it's the highest honor you can give someone. Um, that's level two. So isn't that where we all, you know, would like to be? So let's just take a minute to look at, all right, to understand what's happening that that makes level one such an easy sort of default place to go. Before I go into that, did you want to share an example of level one listening? Yeah, you know, I was I was visiting with my parents this weekend, and um, recently they have adopted, they rescued two cats, and my dad has been like just you know enamored with these cats and you know, overfeeding them, overindulging them, not, you know, not really honoring my mom's feelings about like, hello, can we just, you know, manage here? Can we be a little bit cleaner? Can we, you know, do a little bit more grooming, etc. And anyway, so my sister and I had a chance to kind of mediate the conversation. And I noticed that my mom was not listening at all. She was just so steadfast in her this is how it is. I, you know, I know how he is. He's not going to do what he's saying he's going to do. And I'm going to just keep suffering. And so she was not <laughs> listening fully. Clearly, it was all about yeah. what does this mean for me? Um, yeah. And, you know, how is this impacting, how is this impacting me? And I'm going to the default, which is what has been my experience in the past. Yes, right. Well, and yeah, so, and that's exactly what happens. So our brains are so efficient. You know, my, our whole lives, our brains have been scanning everything happening around me and storing up information and memories and experiences. You know, so at this point, we're each carrying this huge data bank around with us in our heads and we access it without realizing it literally like second by second. So in any given situation that I might be in in this moment, um, my brain perceives what's going on out here in this moment, but my response or reaction to that moment is based on something that might have happened previously, like you were saying, and we talked about this last episode in Curiosity, that um, we oftentimes will respond in the moment not based on, you know, based on our history with this person. And really, that's, that's a very automatic 
and very human response because my brain sees what's going on. Oh, entering, you know, Monday morning project meeting or, oh, you know, husband not, you know, doing this the way we had agreed to or whatever. And my brain goes searching for a, that's a, that old file right. that tells me how to react in these kinds of situations. It pulls up that stored information, those past experiences, and I, and I react or respond out of routine out of habits, you know, old patterns, you know, keep repeating because our brains are not into novelty. Um, you know, and, and when I teach this in like workshop settings, I'll use the example of a toddler learning how to tie their shoelaces for the first time. I mean, because this process does exist for a purpose, you know, our brains were designed this way um, for a purpose. So can you remember ever watching do you remember when your kids are so oh much older than mine? Yes. Do you remember when they were learning to tie their shoelaces? Yeah. Or I even and think they, about learning, yeah. you know, I even think about learning to drive, you know, learning to operate yes. something that you're doing, things that you're doing routinely. Thank God we, we can right. remember and we have that those <laughs> files. Right. Like, because the effort required the first time, well, and not just the first time, but, you know, while we're learning it is so intense, like the focus, remembering all the steps. And now it's like, you know, my brain perceives me going to the closet to get the running shoes and it just pulls up that file, how to tie shoes, and my laces are tied and I'm out the door. I don't have to give it my conscious attention. Right. It doesn't require focus. Right. You're unconscious. In the car, that's a great example. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's that whole level of learning of of unconscious competence. And and that's very, yeah. very useful. In in those yeah. in those situations. In those kinds yeah. of like rote mm -hmm. things we do, and even in like our our careers, you know, you've probably seen research that talks about um, you know, like accountants who have to use that parts of the, the part of their brain to do math and figure this out and that out. My brain does not have those neural connections because <laughs> I don't, I haven't done that kind of math since college, you know. And so if I have to do that, it takes so much effort. It's not that I don't, you know, I can't figure it out or I don't know it, but it's just, it's much harder because I don't, that neural circuitry is not as well defined for me as it might be for an accountant. Um, so yeah, so those process, you know, it, it is, it's very helpful. It helps us to perform the, our daily responsibilities more effortlessly. But what I think is so interesting is that that same mechanism exists in our relationships. You know, here we're talking about people now, people right. who are, every day you can be different. Right. But not if I assume that today you're the same as you were yesterday right. and you're the same as you were the day before. Mm -hmm. Your tastes don't change. Your opinion never changes. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And, and that's what and that's so my brain. Yeah. That's what my mom was doing. You know, yeah. until until we were able to say, "Hey, just push pause here a second. Listen, really listen to what he's saying. Ask him a question about what he's, you know." And and so we kind of worked it through, and then she was able to hear him. Not, you know, and, and, and they've moved beyond it. And my, and she brilliantly, um, you know, came out of that and went into that, that next level of listening, which is like, tell me more, like, okay. And, yeah. and, and how's that going to work? And what else will you do? And what will that look like? And when can I expect that by? And, you know, so it, it really, we, I watched the, the, uh, the transformation of that listening and so cool. yeah. And the relationship, um, improve. Like right before our very eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you saw her getting really curious, and that was the topic of our last episode. And I think that level two listening, listening at that in that way, as you were just describing, it really enables our curiosity. You know, when I'm not caught in my head about 
how this is going to be yet again. Then I'm free, as we talked about curiosity being very freeing. Mm -hmm. She was able to look kind of with new eyes and say, oh, well, tell me more about that. And what's that going to be like? And what do you imagine will happen then? And, you know, and these are questions that she doesn't know the answer to. Right. Which is another, you know, we said that that was a sort of a guideline of curiosity is when I'm being genuinely curious, I really don't know the answer to the questions I'm asking. And, and that happens when I'm listening. Right. At level two without presumption. Right. It kind of like the way I think about level two listening is the example, like when you are first falling in love with someone and the two of you are out, um, you know, having coffee or having dinner and place could be like riddled with people and super noisy, but all you hear is that person, mm-hmm. you know, all you, and you are hanging on their every word. <laughs> you are just yeah. so taken and so fascinated. Um, they are getting all your attention. There is nothing distracting you. You are just completely focused. And, and that's how I think about the, the ultimate um, level two listening. Yeah. You know, and I think why one reason why that happens is, you know, with the brain working on the pleasure pain principle, when when I'm in a new relationship and I'm excited and I'm falling in love, like that is so rewarding from a brain standpoint. It's so pleasurable mm-hmm. that I'm like just totally open. Yeah. You know, there's none of those old files coming in, you know, well, he just made a facial expression that look reminds me of my dad. Like, you know, we start to do that years later. <laughs> but, but in that moment, it's that, you know, we're just so open. Um, yeah. Plus your yeah. body, your, your, the chemistry in your body is, um, yes. is also... Uh, helping that, right? You've got the dopamine, you've got all the, you know, the, the very good chemicals, the good feeling chemicals, I should say, um, that are helping you really focus and, and hone in on that person. And I think, um, you know, we, we talked, you and I have spoken about this, that, that listening at level two is, is making sure that what this person is saying, you are really understanding, like you both really get it. You know, and that when you're listening for shared understanding, oh, wow, tell me more. And what was that like? And what do you mean by that? You know that that saves energy, that saves relationships, that um, signals the, the other person that you really are interested and and that you are listening fully. Right. Yeah. And so since most of us in our day-to-day lives are not you know, we're with people who we are not falling in love with for the first time, um, whether at work or at home. You know, how do we do that mm-hmm. when our brains are not helping us along? You know, our brains are actually potentially um, getting a little bit in the way right. by wanting to not, not, I don't want to go to novelty. I want to, you know, I want this to be efficient. Can't we just do what we did last hey. week? You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I love what you said about listening for shared understanding, because I'll tell you, I think in the workplace, you know, in the, in the realm of leadership and just being in teams and that sort of thing, not having shared understanding, not being on the same page as far as mutual expectations is probably one of the most, unfortunately, most common experiences mm-hmm. and the most time can time and energy consuming mm. you know think about all the not just the redos when it's like oh well, i didn't know that i mean gosh amazing how even when we think we have it sometimes we don't and when we're talking again in the realm of teams and leadership and getting projects done it's so important it's 
the time we spend in the upfront, I'm always telling clients this, like just they'll, they'll say, well, that takes so much time. Yeah, yeah, and it saves so much uh, Exactly. Time. It's know? so worth the investment because I think shared understanding means that when we say a word, whether it's communication or whether it's um, you know systems related or it's process related, when we talk about things, if if there's any room for interpretation, we just need to check in with each other. And I, I'll, you know, I, we're going to yeah. get to. I know you and I are going to share the. A, you know, a couple of steps on how to listen with full awareness and really pay attention to each other. Um, but I think just backing into that, leading into that, I will say that it's so helpful in organizations that I've worked in, if we already know what we mean, you know, if we have a common language, so we've defined some of these really important terms and we understand that these are the behaviors that demonstrate those. So that when I say, you know, fluid communication, or when I say, um, you know, customer service, or when I say, you know, uh, integrity, or, or you know, any of these words could have multiple meanings. But we, we in this company, on this team, we know what it means, and we know what it looks like, yeah. and we know what it feels like. So. You know, that's that's a whole nother conversation. We'll, we'll get to that episode in the future. Right. Um, but I, I do. Yeah, because those are like personal value. Kind right. Of words, right. But, yeah. And I and I yeah. so I think that the um, shared understanding is a bigger topic, but making sure that you yeah. really get what that person means when they're talking, you know, when they say what they say. Well, yeah. And I think like on a more, you know, much smaller example is, you know, even when we say. I'll have that to you soon. Right. Like, I'm always telling people, when you hear any time-based word, clarify. Yeah. Like, don't we, whenever we leave anything ambiguous, that's when we're, mm -hmm. the potential for not having shared understanding exists, and I'm not really getting you. Um, and, you know, again, that's the listening fully is being heard and understood and hearing and understanding the other person. And, you know, we do that. Sometimes people will say, oh, you know, this is business. That's so touchy-feely. Um, no, right. it's not at right. all. You know, because if I say I'll have that to you soon and you go, great, sounds good. And you're thinking I mean tomorrow and I mean the end of next right. week. We, yeah. Yeah. We're setting ourselves up for, quote, Exactly. Failure, right? And so set ourselves up for success, right? Right. And just by, and just simply saying, just so we're on the same page, what, what is, when yeah, soon, when you say soon, yeah, like, yeah. just give me a, you know, by when? Um, and if, and if that's how you're setting up the relationship that we're just going to be clear until we, you know, until we really have a shared understanding and, and we're going to be, I think clarity just helps tremendously with, with communication. Um, and I think that it would be, yeah. I think this is probably a really great place to start talking about the four, um, the four steps to help anyone yeah. listen with full awareness and attention on another person. Yeah, I love that. And I want to just add one more thing before we do that, which is what, what you were just saying there about shifting to gain shared understanding, but shifting into what questions to ask to clarify and make sure we're on, the, you know, just so we're on the same page, blah, blah, blah. Um, what I want to include in the show notes is um, a handout that actually it has some specifics. What to say when you're in this situation, what should I say to make sure that I'm understanding Great. the other person's assumptions or I'm clearly explaining my assumptions? 
So we'll include yeah, that. Yeah, um, that'll be very helpful. It, good idea. It helps to facilitate mm-hmm. the listening fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a great idea. Yeah, so four steps to getting ourselves there yes. where we can listen fully yes. to the other person. Yes. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just start with the step one, which is to put away all distractions because multitasking and listening fully are mutually exclusive. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I remember back in the day that I could... I would be on the phone, I'd be typing on my computer, and someone would come in to talk to me. And, you know, I mean, there's no way that person got my full attention, or, you know, even a third of my attention. So this idea that you can multitask and listen at the same time, put that away. If someone comes to you, and or you go to someone, just make sure they are 100% available to listen. So if you want to make sure that you're going to be listening, fully listening to someone else, put away your phone, you know, close your laptop, turn away from your computer, turn away. Yeah. Shut the TV, like look at them and listen. And you know, or even if you're on, if you, even if you're on the phone, let's say you're on the phone, just put away any distractions and give them your full 100% attention. Like, like your life depended on it. You know, like your like yeah. actually like your relationship depended on it because it does. It does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So one is putting away distractions. Yes. That's that's like the setting ourselves up for a successful conversation. Mm-hmm. Step one. Yeah. Um, step two is quieting my own inner chatter. And like this is actually getting out of level one listening because level one we said was being too aware and attuned to my own stuff, my thoughts, my opinions, my agenda. And so to move into level two, we need to quiet that. Um, And that's really a practice in and of itself. So, you know, I know when I'm coaching people to start doing this, they will often get frustrated at first. It's just like anything. It gets harder before it gets easier when I'm learning something new. Um, Because I think the first thing that we become aware of is how often I am in my own head thinking my own thoughts while I'm, I'm thinking I'm sitting here looking at you and I'm trying to listen, but all of a sudden I'm aware that I'm, you know, reviewing my to-do list at home or, or I find that I have an opinion about what you're saying and I'm telling myself, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Why would she do it that way? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going off on a whole, another conversation in my mind. So that's okay. That's good because we can't change what we don't know, what we aren't aware of. So step two is to practice quieting my own inner chatter and being able, being able to be fully available for you. Um, and sometimes when we're doing that or when we're trying to do that, we're going to be, there's going to be something that pops in that is really important, not relevant to this conversation, but I can't shake it. Just write it down. I got in the habit, I'm sure a lot of people do this, of keeping a, a pad and paper by my bed because those would be all the thoughts that would pop in when I'm trying to fall asleep, you know. So I would write them down at night so that way they're off my mind and I can sleep. Well, the same thing applies when you're in, I'm in a conversation and I want to listen fully to you. Those important things that pop in, the burning ideas, it's not the right time to say it, but I don't want to lose it. Just write it down. Yeah, even if it is relevant to the conversation, you know, yeah. let, let the converse, let that person keep talking. You know, just, just let them, you know, finish their thoughts or whatever. I mean, there'll be plenty of time for you to be checking in, but put putting down those things you know either the things like oh my god that happened to me too or I know exactly what you know just put that aside for now right yeah Yeah. and I want to say that that's really important probably in like 
one-on-one -on -one conversations with employees. I mean, it's important in any conversation, but I think about how often I do that in coaching where I'm listening to them and I do have an idea that I think something that is, is important for them to also think about, but I don't want to interrupt them, as you're saying, it's important that they finish their thought. And I imagine that that same, that same you know, we can take that and transfer that to like a, a boss employee type situation too, where, you know, as the, the, the superior, the boss, you know, my supervisor, you probably are going to have ideas as you're listening to me talk about how I'm struggling with this or that. But it's just important to me to be fully listened to, to, to know that I'm being fully listened to by you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And write yeah. it down and share it with me later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then step number three is listening for both verbal and nonverbal communication. You know, the words that are being spoken, but also the body language, the energy, the mood, mm -hmm. you know, what, what you are interpreting as, you know, oh, that she's really receptive or, oh my God, she's really closed down. Just, just look for those things. You want to listen into those as well. Um, and then, you know, you want to check those out. But well, th yeah. that's that's step four, um, you know. Right. We want to learn to not ignore that. Right. Stuff. Don't ignore. Think it. about mm -hmm. the meetings that people are in, where you kind of get a sense like, I don't think they're buying what I'm saying, uh -huh. or I don't think they're they get what I mean. But we can we don't know what to do, so we're just well, they're not saying anything, so I'm just going to keep going. But then that's those are the moments when real listening isn't happening, and then we're not on the same page, and we find out a week later that we have to go back to the drawing right. board again or whatever. Right. So we'll give you some. Um, or we'll put in the show notes, you know, some ideas of what do I say when I, I, I just saw this facial expression. I really don't know what it, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not sure if she's tracking with me or whatever, mm -hmm. but I don't really know what to say. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to say that. It's okay to just say, as I'm listening into your nonverbals and noticing things, it's okay to say, hey, your facial expression just changed. I'm not sure, you know, what just happened. Like, I don't have to know the answer. I don't have to know, you know, I can't. I'm not going to know what you're thinking. But just drawing our, both of our, like being, Having the courage enough to pause the conversation to say something just happened. Right. Can we talk about uh, that? Yeah. You yeah. Know? And that's where, you know, step four comes in, which is just checking out what you believe you're hearing mm -hmm. and what you are observing rather than concluding, assuming, making judgments. Right. Yeah. Thinking I know what it meant when you're, you know, when your face, when you just rolled your eyes. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Or that maybe you had something under your contract. <laughs> <laughs> or you're, or you, you got intense when you were talking, or you know, yes. you're, or all of a sudden, you know, you're, you know, it looked like the bottom dropped out from from under you. Right. So you want to definitely, in your full listening, you want to avoid these misunderstandings by checking out your interpretation of what's being communicated. You know, if somebody says yep. something yep. before you're going to react or respond to what you think you heard, just take, so what I heard you say is. And I just want to make sure that I understand you correctly, you know? Yeah. So I think, and, and we are going to, these four steps will also be on a worksheet in the work, in the um, show notes. So yeah. you'll have that as well. Yeah. So good. So important. And it's important to be, to speak in neutral words when we do this, when we communicate back what we think yes. we've seen, not like, wow, you look really frustrated, you know, but you know, I noticed the intensity just changed. Exactly. Do you want to tell me, you know, what you're feeling? Yeah. Tell me what you oh. Whatever. So it takes practice, but it's really important to, to as we become the observer, and then now we got to, you know, share what we're what we're observing, mm -hmm. bring right. it into the conversation. And we want to do and that in a neutral. Yes, way. and also owning what you're observing. So it, right. you know, I don't know if this is right, but it looked as if, or from over here, 
you know, I, I picked up on, you know, and so just owning that it's your interpretation, it's your observation. It's not necessarily true. It's simply how, you know, how you're seeing things. And I think that, that also helps them, you know, not get on the defensive, like, no, and that's, you know, they can say, actually, no, I'm totally fine with what you just said. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so anyway, this, this listening, uh, at level two, listening fully, it, it does take practice. You're going to have great, um, worksheets in the, in the show notes. And I would love it if we could get some feedback from you guys about how your relationships are improving, how they're changing, what you're noticing, you know, you can, you can definitely, um, uh, tune in to us, you know, obviously on our websites and things like that, but also you can uh, make comments on, um, you know, review the the episode on iTunes. Yeah, iTunes, Google Play, yeah. and SoundCloud. Yeah, too. and we would yeah. we would love yeah. we would love it if uh, if you're willing, if anybody you know of that could use this um, lesson on listening, please share this episode with them. And also, please subscribe to the to the um, podcast, and this way you can have it every other week when it, when uh, when the new episodes show up. Awesome! Yes. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Well, I'm wow. I'm excited uh, because you know I love listening fully. Right. I love this because you know at everything that we teach. Obviously, we're learning also. So <laughs> it's just a great reminder. You know, such a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Dee. Well, enjoy the rest of you your day. You too. We'll be back yep. Together. Soon. Yep. I look forward to yep. it. Yep. See you. See okay. you soon. Okay. Take Bye. care. Bye. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, serving fresh ideas over coffee. You can connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com, and you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at essentialshiftnow.com. And we'll see you next time.